0: When you approach your life from the consciousness of your higher self, the knowing how worthy you are, every aspect of your life begins to change. Your relationships, your career, your self-care, your body image, everything. Because this is the process of unlearning the conditioning of our culture that raised us to believe we have to prove ourselves to belong. True success starts with knowing how much you deserve. Following your higher self is an awakening process and it's no easy feat, but as you will hear from the callers on this podcast, our paths might look different, but our journey is the same. Welcome to Exo Higher Self. welcome to episode 58 so happy to be here with you i hope you had an amazing week i want to say thank you to everyone who came to the live zoom show on saturday it was really sweet and amazing to be able to speak to you directly you know sometimes this podcast can feel a little bit one way because i never see anyone's faces so that was really really nice Next month's live Zoom episode will be focused on how to hire self your romantic relationships. So I will give a talk on that for the first half of the show, and then I will take your questions. If you want to attend the monthly live Zoom, sign up on the Angels or Miracles tier on the Higher Self Community Patreon. And if you can't afford those tiers and you really, really want to attend the live Zooms, send us a message on our Patreon or Instagram and we can work it out. All right, so it's actually getting kind of cold here in upstate New York and I thought I was ready for it, but the other day I was home and I was in my sweats and at some point I actually turned the heat on because I was feeling really cold and I was like, uh, I don't know if I'm ready for this actually. I love the changing seasons, but I also want like a long transition. Like why can't fall last as long as summer? I don't get it. I'm also excited for the fall because this Sunday is my birthday. Each year around my birthday, I start to notice these thoughts like, oh, you're getting older and you haven't accomplished all the things you want to accomplish. Or like, oh, you're running out of time. And then my higher self pops up and is like, that's not me talking. That's your conditioning that taught you you have to prove how worthy you are through your accomplishments. It's true, I have goals. There are a lot of things I want to do in my life. But if I'm too attached to reaching those goals, I will miss out on enjoying my life right now. Every day is a gift. And even though I like working and building for my future, I know if I get too caught up in that race, I won't even notice how truly blessed and beautiful my life is now. I get to be here with you. And I get to love on my cats. And I get to eat yummy food. You can't enjoy reaching your goals if you cannot be present in your life or else the day you reach that goal, your mind will be focused on the next goal. So this birthday, I'm going to try to be really, really present and not give in to those type of thoughts. Wish me luck, y'all. All All right, (laughs) let's get to the questions. The following question is from an email. Hi Bunny, my question is about how to curb bad habits, excessive social media scrolling and online shopping, which for me go hand in hand. I spend a lot of time scrolling on Instagram. It's basically the only social media platform I use anymore because I don't like the way social media makes me feel. But at this point in my life, I don't feel like I have anything to replace it with. So much of what I see on the app is brands I follow marketing their products, and targeted advertising. Sometimes it doesn't feel like a big deal, like I'm just looking at cute clothes, but at the same time, I know that it's not good for me. My subconscious mind is looking to material things to help me fabricate an image of myself I should aspire to, someone who is more effortlessly cool and attractive and does quote-unquote aesthetic things. I hate that word, LOL. In the end, I find myself making purchases for things that I wouldn't buy if I hadn't seen them on my feed. I hate that I'm succumbing so much to the algorithms targeted advertising because I want to consume media responsibly. It leaves me feeling taken advantage of. It negatively affects my self-image that I subconsciously feel like I need new clothes or a new look as if who I am right now isn't enough. It also makes me feel shame that I'm spending money on things I don't really need. I know that deep down, this is not just about money or clothes, but a deeper self-esteem issue and lack of connection with my higher self. Thank you so much for your help. Hi, sweetie. You're absolutely right that Instagram wants to keep you on the app as much as possible because the longer you are on the app, the more money they make on you by sharing your data, aka information about your preferences. We are essentially the product that Instagram, which is owned by Facebook, sells to advertisers. I get it that you want to change your scrolling habits and your buying habits, but you shouldn't be ashamed that you're struggling with this. Do you know how much money and effort and brain power is behind the psychological formula that the algorithm is? Like so much. I mean, the fact that you're able to be aware of the patterns of your behavior is the best way of changing it. Most of the time, people scroll mindlessly with no awareness of how the app manipulates them in any way. So please don't be hard on yourself. You like nice things, and that's natural. Clothes are beautiful, and it's easy to get attracted to things that are beautiful, right? So how can we love and be attracted to things without becoming attached to them? How do we still get to enjoy looking at social media without becoming so attached that we spend more time on it that's good for us? Well, just like any other pattern we want to change, we first have to try to understand why we're doing it in the first place. You said you feel like it enforces an image that you should aspire to, and you know in your heart that is not what your higher self wants for you. Well, you know that because you know the image isn't real. It's an illusion. It's your conditioning and your higher self sees through it. Your higher self, which is your true self, knows that your beauty is within and shines outward. And just like the other conditioning that everyone is unlearning, it takes a lot of practice to let go of this stuff. It takes making different choices and creating new patterns. So if you know scrolling on Instagram isn't healthy, start limiting your time on the app. If you know you don't want to spend money on unnecessary things, create a budget and stick with it. If you know there are certain brands that you follow that market to you and make it really hard for you not to do those things, unfollow those brands. Following the path of our higher selves can sometimes be just making practical changes that are good for us, little by little. All iPhones will tell you exactly how much time you're spending on Instagram a day. Okay, so what if you started off by cutting that time in half? Your bank statement will tell you exactly how much money you're spending on clothes a month. Well, what if you started cutting that spending in half? Look, this is totally doable for you, and making those changes will be a lot easier when you are not shaming yourself or feeling guilty. That shame only enforces the low self-image that leads you to try to seek validation outside of yourself in the first place. Another thing I think could help is when you are on social media seek out accounts on Instagram that are dismantling that hierarchical thinking, like body positive accounts, people that help you to feel good about who you are right now. And if there are some people who trigger those feelings, don't feel guilty for having to unfollow or mute them. The one silver lining of the algorithm is that it does react to your changes in behavior. And the less you browse the things you wanna stay away from, the less they will show them to you. We were all raised in a world that taught us the more you have, the more you are. And it's that fundamental belief that has led to unchecked capitalism, greed, and a lot of suffering. But you don't have to live by those rules. You can enjoy the things of this world without believing those things define you. And ironically, you actually enjoy them a lot more when you stop using them to fulfill a sense of lack within yourself. You actually see all of your blessings and are grateful for the beauty in your life. Just take it one little step at a time, hon. I'm so positive that you can overcome this. The following question is from an email. Hi, Bunny, I've been having a rough time at work for the past few months because I've been on and off with a coworker there for the past few years. We had very different attachment styles with him being very avoidant and emotionally unavailable and me being very attached to him and his inconsistent affection. The last time we dated, things ended pretty badly. Trigger warning, emotional abuse, and harassment. He claimed he wanted to keep things on the DL, but he would always tell other coworkers about us behind my back and would leave hickeys in visible areas. I asked him several times to not leave hickeys on me since it would jeopardize my own professionalism, but he would make me feel like I was making a big deal out of it. One night, he left a hickey on me while we were drunk and took pictures of me while I was undressed without my permission. I obviously broke up with him and he never apologized for what he did. I have held so much anger towards him ever since that happened, which sucks because he recently got promoted at work and now is my supervisor." I want to push through and be professional, but it's really hard. I feel so ugly for having so much hatred in my heart and holding onto grudges. So any words of advice from you would mean so much to me getting through this. Thank you so much. Oh, sweetheart, I am so sorry that you are in this challenging situation at work and I do not think that you're holding a grudge or that you have hate in your heart. I think you are in an emotionally unsafe work environment. What he did to you, taking those nude photos without your consent, was abusive. Not to mention the countless times he violated your boundaries with the hickeys and telling other co-workers You shouldn't feel bad for someone else's behavior. You are not being ugly for feeling offended and hurt by him. My concern is you continuing to work with a supervisor who obviously does not have your best interests at heart, nor respects you in the way you deserve to be respected. I am concerned that you are vulnerable to more abusive behavior. I know you want to be professional, but you have always been professional. It's him that hasn't been professional with you. And what happens if he does something else? This clearly toxic behavior from him was not and is not your fault. And having anger towards him is a very natural reaction. Anger can be a catalyst to making necessary changes, creating necessary boundaries, and demanding something better for yourself. I know it totally sucks to have to think about getting a different job, but have you considered working somewhere less toxic? I know it might seem unfair that you would have to leave, but there's nothing more important than your mental and emotional well-being and safety. And leaving because your supervisor is abusive is probably one of the best reasons to leave. I don't know if revealing your past relationship to HR could help you, but something needs to change and you can't wait for that something to be him. This on again and off again toxic situation has now gone on for years and you deserve relationships and work environments that are a reflection of how wonderful you are. Compassion for yourself can help you lessen the overwhelm of the anger because right now you are being judgmental of yourself for even having those feelings. But those feelings are absolutely valid and you have to process them in order to move past them. And right now it's become easier for you to blame yourself for having those feelings than to acknowledge that this situation is not okay. Your higher self wants you to be safe You channeled your higher self when you left that relationship, and now you have to channel your higher self again. Ask your higher self, what changes can I make to give myself the work environment that I deserve? How can I treat myself with more kindness, care, and love? How can I finally put myself first? Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. The following question is from an email. Hello, Bunny. Here's my situation. I am in a long-distance relationship with someone. We both live in different parts of Texas. He has a very tricky schedule and concrete commitments where he lives. As for me, I'm away because I'm going to college and trying to pursue something I love. He's very supportive of this. We both get along very well, and we call each other twice a day. All the good stuff. However, he struggles with work-life-related stressors. It makes me sad not to be there to help him, but I also don't have a car, and I struggle with my mental health. I recently found out about anxious avoidant attachment styles, and while I don't think he's avoidant at all, I think he's very secure, actually, and does the best he can with the time he has. I saw the anxious one, and I was like, oh, oh no, that's definitely me. I will go through phases of not feeling important at night. He tells me he loves me, and for the moment, it really resonates with me. But later on in the day or at night, I sometimes mentally doom spiral and think things like it's impossible for anyone to really love me, they don't mean it, or maybe he doesn't say he loves me, it's because he doesn't. I know that's stupid. And then I get worried about being too needy, too some with my constant worrying. I don't text him about it, it just takes a huge toll on my emotions." This should be better when I get a job though, I think. I know, that, I know that might be coming from my mentality because I probably don't see myself being worthy of his love so I constantly worry about not being enough. Or if what I'm doing is what will make him leave me and break up with me. And then when I talk to him again, it's like everything is back to normal. Everything feels okay for me in that moment and I wonder why on earth was I so down? Anyway, so my question is, How do you raise your self-esteem and become more secure in yourself? Is there anything people do to help from missing someone so much? How do you open yourself to receiving love? That way I can fully reciprocate the love he gives me. Any thoughts are appreciated. Loving someone is a really vulnerable place to be in, so it makes sense that these fears are coming up. Not only have you been conditioned that you need a partner to validate how lovable you are, There might be stuff about the way you were raised that now translates into fear of abandonment or insecurity. It's really great that you are aware of the mental place you go and I can tell that you already know those fearful situations aren't real. Our body and stress hormones cannot tell the difference between something really painful actually happening or something you are imagining and experiencing in your mind. Both of those induce anxiety, make your heart beat fast, keep you from sleeping, and so your partner has become the only way in your mind to soothe that anxiety through their reassurance that they love you. But this isn't actually about them at all. It's about your relationship with yourself. When we fall in love, it's because that particular person has become a portal to the awareness of love. Love is a state of consciousness and there are some people who through the magic of your connection actually become gateways to that higher state of consciousness. And so when you are around them, you see them and yourself through the lens of that consciousness. The problem arises, however, when you start to believe your partner is the only way for you to access that love. That's when the unhealthy attachment comes in because now you are afraid that without them, you won't have love in your life and you go to a fear place, which actually shuts out the love. So of course, putting that kind of pressure on the relationship is going to be incredibly stressful because now that you are in a fearful state, you are on high alert for any warning signs, imaginary or real, that the relationship might end. What I'm trying to teach through this podcast is that you already have a portal to the consciousness of love within you. Your higher self is a gateway to that awareness, where you see love in others and love in yourself. Because through the lens of your higher self, love is everywhere and always has been. Have you ever had a day where maybe you're on a walk in the park or in the woods and the sun is shining on you and you can hear the birds? And the wind just blows this certain direction and all of a sudden you're just really present with the beauty all around you, that you can just sense this otherworldly divinity, you know, something beyond your thoughts, something that you can just feel in your heart, that you are connected to all of the things around you. This is an example of the awareness of love. And just like partners, nature can also take us there too. Your higher self is inside you and at any moment, no matter what environment you are in, you can channel that love inside you as well. You do it all the time actually without even noticing it. Every time you tell yourself you're okay, every time you make a decision you know is best for you, every time you smile at a stranger or give to someone without needing something back, You channel that love all the time. The key is to begin intentionally channeling it and building your ability to channel it when you need it the most. So how do you do that? Well, I think that that process looks different for everyone. It could be starting a serious meditation practice. It could be telling yourself an affirmation. It could be just closing your eyes and putting your hand on your heart and remembering that you are your higher self. So when these fears come up, instead of immediately looking for love from your partner to suit them, what you can do is find that love within yourself in those moments. Instead of spiraling in your emotions, you can ground yourself in your own truth. And by the way, all of this is happening for a reason. I've said it many times on this podcast, love brings up all the walls you have to receiving it, but it's not the love from your partner you're struggling with receiving, it's actually the love within yourself that you're putting a wall to. Every time we are struggling with receiving love, it's our perspective that needs to change from I'm not worthy of love to I am love. And from that place, you can enjoy the love that has actually always been all around you. Even if your relationship doesn't work out, you are grounded in your higher self and you don't stay in relationships because you are afraid to be alone. So I think you are just now in a place where you're on this precipice of a new stage in your awakening journey and you just have to up the stakes on your higher self practice. This is actually all super exciting for you. Not only are you in a great relationship, but now you're building a more intimate relationship with your higher self. You are up for an upgrade, and by upgrade, I mean going higher in your own consciousness so you can channel love whenever you need it. Maybe as a first step, you can write a higher self affirmation that reflects the love within you. Something like, I am worthy, I am lovable, I trust my path, and meditate on that affirmation every morning and or repeat it to yourself when those fearful thoughts come up. I also recommend picking up a spiritual book to help jumpstart your practice and keep you inspired. A Return to Love by Marianne Williamson was really helpful to me when I was kind of starting out, taking my spiritual practice more seriously. Hop on to the Higher Self Community Discord and ask the community for recommendations on books that have been helpful. Or you can actually just check out the books that are already on the recommendations channel. A lot of people have put up some really awesome things there. All of these changes, all of these feelings, all of these experiences are just part of the curriculum to nurture your own self-acceptance and to bring you into a more joyful and loving experience in this life. This is all really good stuff. Just keep going and set yourself up for success.
1: Hey, Bunny, I am struggling to condense this, but ultimately I am seeking advice for how to let go of resentments around family relationships because, you know, these things build over time. There are hurtful comments. There are rejections and criticisms of my character that have been made. Um, And ultimately I have decided that I do want to have family in my life and not just cut them off even though I do tend to isolate as like a self-protection thing um and then they say like oh we just want you to be happy but <laughs> like you're so unique but then I'm also like getting the shit end of the stick sometimes with um following my own path and that not being understood but um I I know the answer is that it's just going to come with time and, like, relationships are imperfect and maybe I can't expect them to ever fully understand my view. Um, But I was wondering if you could help with some sort of, like, ritual. Um, I think I'm ready to let go of this anger I've been harboring, Um, I want to move forward. And I'm just finding that really hard. I am triggered by my sister-in-law's social media posts where, like, in the past, she has criticized me for not being a good enough adult to her standards because I, like, complain about working full-time in a pandemic. I don't know. It's uh, not ideal. I require a lot of rest and I think that's okay, um, obviously, but it's not the norm. And um, now (laughs) she was posting about how she hopes her baby will grow up to be his own person and how she always promotes or wants to promote like I get it's an ideal um, kindness acceptance and individuality and I just was like what the fuck <laughs> she was hormonal and she yelled at me about how I'm a bad adult but also like never really apologized for it she did that like I'm sorry you were upset kind of apology um, and I've tried to let it go I am not gonna make them see my way And I don't want to be angry at a baby. (laughs) He is so cute. He doesn't deserve this. But, um, yeah, I, I'm, like, triggered. And, um, I don't know. I do want to be in his life and, like, be that weird little gay aunt that shows him another way that his rigid mom doesn't allow. But also it's draining and keeping my distance is probably reasonable, but, um... Yeah, I don't know. Is there like some sort of affirmation you have perhaps for how to step into this new phase and like let that baggage go because I recognize it, it's valid, but I don't want to carry it anymore. Thank you. Love you. Bye. Bye. Hey sweetheart, I'm so
0: sorry that this has been so challenging for you. Family stuff is so hard. I know you're not alone in this, especially in this super divisive political environment. There are a lot of families being torn apart because everyone's values are really on display. Not to mention, there are a lot of people out there taking advantage of people's emotions and their fears for political power and putting a lot of misinformation out as well. It's really unfortunate. The thing is that everyone is coming from their own experiences, including their own trauma, and all those issues are often what is really motivating their behavior. So if there is some unhealed stuff, that often gets projected out on others. Let's take, for example, your sister-in-law's opinion about you needing to work full-time in a pandemic. I don't know your sister-in-law at all, but I do know that we've all been raised in a society that has equated our worth with our productivity. We've all been raised in a culture that doesn't value emotional, mental, or spiritual health. And to whatever degree your sister-in-law is caught up in her own conditioning has nothing to do with you. I don't know how your sister-in-law feels about you being queer, but I do know that when people are homophobic or transphobic, it's because they feel unable to be their authentic self. There's a part of them they have repressed. And so when they see people being unapologetically themselves, it is very triggering. So with all of that said, I think that when you think of your sister-in-law, Bringing up some compassion and acceptance of the fact that she is struggling with her own unlearning will help you take this stuff less personally. I also think there is no reason at all for you to be following her social media posts. I had to get off Facebook specifically because I didn't want to read the triggering things family members wrote. It just became unhealthy for me and a waste of my time and energy. So creating new boundaries online will help. And don't worry about her seeing you unfriend her. You can always just mute her and she won't know. Another thing I want you to keep in mind is that you don't need her validation. You don't need her acceptance. You give that to yourself. I have this meme that says, me, I won't be happy until that person changes. Higher self, you won't be happy until you change what you need from that person. By accepting where she's at in her journey, you are giving her the acceptance and compassion she's unable to give you, and that is exactly how you transcend and rise above the situation. And without any expectations from her, you will not be disappointed. I absolutely think you should be in your nephew's life. You are right. He needs the cool gay aunt, and I'm confident that you can balance your emotional and spiritual boundaries while still maintaining a relationship with him. Before you go see him, remind yourself you are going there to see him, not to feel accepted by your sister-in-law. Another thing that can be helpful is if you start wishing her happiness in your meditation or your prayers. So an affirmation that you can take to your meditation or just have with you is, Dear blah blah blah, whatever her name is, let's say it's Susan. Dear Susan, I accept you for where you are in your growth. I wish only love and happiness in your life. May I be a representative of love and acceptance in mine. I promise you, if you meditate on that affirmation for 30 days, you will have a completely different perspective, and relationship with your sister-in-law, no matter what changes she has had in her behavior. You have the power in the situation. No one can take away that power. And that power comes from within. So trust in it. Well, that wraps up episode 58. Thank you so much for being here. If you still want to watch the live Zoom from this weekend, There is an audio recording and video recording available to Patreon. So hop hop on to our Patreon for access to that. Bonus episode comes out this Friday. I'm sending you all so much love. Make sure that you are being kind and compassionate. This stuff isn't easy. It's really about totally evolving your perspective and living in a completely different reality. So it's just one step at a time be patient, be kind. That's the energy that's going to make it sustainable. All right, y'all have an amazing week. I love you. And so does your higher self. Bye. Exo Higher Self is recorded in Brooklyn, New York, hosted by me, Bunny Michael, produced by Kara Gilvey with original music and sound mixing by Michael Bihari.